0: We all know that cars mean traffic, errands, and budgets. But they should also represent freedom and fun. Join us as we
1: work to find everyone a car they'll love.
0: I'm Paul. I'm Todd. And this is the Everyday Driver Car Debate. I'm so excited to start this podcast because (laughs) it is really a thing. It is happening. You can go to our website right now. The pilgrimage trip registration is open. You can go to Germany. And Belgium, the Ring and Spa with us this fall. It's open right now. There are links to follow. There are buttons to click. There are (laughs) prices posted. It exists right now. There's money to change hands. I'm so excited.
1: This is awesome. It's live. Mm -hmm. We've been talking about this. You have been asking. All of you guys have been asking. When is it? And here it is. This mm-hmm. is the official announcement. Pilgrimage 2019 is open. We are open for business.
0: We are going. Yeah, we're, we're going. going. And many Bring of you have, have expressed, I mean, uh, look, we were really bummed to not go last year, as you know. Very much and so, Because yes. the, the reality of this trip is we're not out to make a lot of money on this trip. We're out to pay pay the expenses. That's really what we're out to do. Exactly. We're out to go and take you guys. That's what we're trying to exactly do. Exactly, right. Of course, the trip costs money because it's all-inclusive cars, fuel, instructors, gosh, helmets. Place Helmets, to lay your head at night. Yes. All your meals. All this stuff is covered. So uh, yeah, to and from the airport. You don't have to do anything but but get yep. to Frankfurt, which yep. is cool, and then drive. But uh, do lots of driving very fast. But there, everything's included. Okay. But last year we decided after after reading some some stuff, we thought well, maybe we'll add Stuttgart. Maybe we'll add the museums, and that just right. made the trip well more involved and more expensive. Yes,
1: but that was based upon our feedback that we had True. gotten from prior attendees that said, hey, it would be cool to do this. And yeah. we did. It blew the budget mm-hmm. a bit. And so good news, the price has been reduced substantially. Yes, We yes. took those items off. And if you want to go do those, we highly recommend them. Still sure. come early sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. and go do the museums. They're brilliant. But
0: that's not part of the trip this year. And we have and we have done everything we can this year. Plus, the exchange rate's working in our favor. This may yeah, be, right. I, I actually haven't done the, the cross-reference, but I think this might be the cheapest we've ever done this trip.
1: I think so. So we've worked hard on this price. We have. We're pleased to present the price. So please, here's how to find it. Go to everydaydriver.com. And under the Adventures tab, that will take you to the adventures that we're planning in 2019. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. right dead smack in the middle is the pilgrimage trip. You can see it September 29th to October 3rd, 2019. You can see it right there in the middle. And this is now open. So click the Now Open button. And then all the FAQ, everything you need to know. You can certainly email us if you do have more questions. But it covers cars, the length of time. And then when you do sign up, it tells you the deposit, when it's due, when the Registration closes. Mm-hmm. All those things are answered right here on the website.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it is open right now. We are the first week of April, so that's awesome. And I'll, I'll, also, registration will close in June, just so you know, we because we have yes. to close this yes. trip so that we can actually lock in cars. We are locking in cars to people this year, which is very cool. So that's where the deposits are going. We're going to lock in cars to people. I, I'm so excited. I barely stand <laughs> so myself. Cool. I, all I want to do is just talk about this trip. I shouldn't. We should move on. But <laughs> I, I'm excited that it's really up. Many of you have emailed. As soon as we, isn't this how, always how it works? As soon as we decided the trip wasn't happening last year, we started getting a bunch of emails about, when are you going again? Yeah, right, right. So all of you that have sent those emails, we're going this year. Let's go.
1: Well, there's another thing on here that is new this year, and it's a comparison to other trips. We had some to go yep. with us uh, for the first two years. Mm -hmm. Uh, His name's Ted He's been on a lot of trips His driving has improved dramatically Mm -hmm. And so he's been on various other trips And gives a comparison breakdown That you can read about What you're getting out of the trip Out of going with us Mm -hmm. And we'd love to have you So this is an invitation You're invited Please Set come. the money aside. Hmm? Please come. It's, be it's awesome. less
0: money this year than it has been in the past. That's the good but news. But you're going to Europe, which means it's not cheap. Let's be honest. It's this is an expensive True. trip for car- look, I'll, look, I'll say this. I'll say this. Yes. If you go to your local track, you drove there this morning. Mm-hmm. Hundreds, and if you actually pay for maintenance on your car, possibly thousands of dollars went out of your wallet today. <laughs> yeah. Go yeah. go to Europe and do that. <laughs> it's going to be expensive, but it's a fantastic... I, I honestly look at it like a bucket list trip. You should come, come with us. Absolutely. I'm so excited. I, I mean... In case you can't tell, I'm so very <laughs> totally. excited. Yeah.
1: Well, now, if, you, if you put your deposit down now and go ahead and book your travels, because the dates are set in stone, mm-hmm. those are track days already arranged. They that's are true. not moving, yeah, so true. you can... Peace of mind, you can book your travel now and find a cheaper flight now. Somewhere between here and there, yeah. And even more money, but then that's going to get eaten back up on all the T-shirts from the ring that you're going to buy. So yeah. just... I'm I'm saving you money so you can buy swag later. It's
0: hysterical every time we go. We go to that one souvenir shop, which has everything (laughs) Nurburgring you can possibly imagine. And people are putting on like nice jackets. I know. Expensive hats, and they all say Nurburgring on them. It's very funny. And and I've wound up here in Salt Lake (laughs) hanging out with some of those folks (laughs) to have them walking around in this gorgeous Nurburgring jacket. I'm like, I knew where. I I was standing next to you when you bought that. That's really cool. Anyway, yeah.
1: I well, a couple of my ring shirts got stolen. By the way, they were oh, yeah. in my luggage, and so I need yeah. to go back and stock up for no other reason. <laughs> we're going back I to need shop to stock fashion up on t-shirts That's from ridiculous. both tracks because That's, you ridiculous. know we want to we rock the t-shirts too, along uh, with our stuff too. By the way, you can find that on the store yes. on the website as well. But yes, everyday driver, go to the website and then go to the adventures tab there, and you've got all the information.
0: Oh, yeah. Lots to, lots to do. We've been promising, and here it is. We're already shooting season five, speaking of lots to do. Season four is playing now on Amazon. Thank you to all of you that have been watching it and sending us uh, commentary about it. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Also, you've been doing yeah. ratings on Amazon. Thank you for that. That really is helpful. It really you have is. To, you have to pick really season is. four before you do your rating, but you're already rating it. We love that. Uh, you can get it uh, on Vimeo internationally. If you're not, okay. You know what? Hang on. Wait. Just hold everything. I should answer a question that we have. Oh, okay. Right now because it relates to this right here. Okay, great. Okay. Great. There is there is a question or actually almost more like a comment from Chad on Facebook. Okay, all right. Chad's in Canada. Now, let me, let me, I'm going to try for a second to unpack Amazon a little bit. And that's hard because they're a monster company. The way we <laughs> let interact. Me break down Amazon yeah. in 10 minutes. Let me tell you. It's not going to happen. Brace yourself. The way we interact with Amazon, okay? The way we get our stuff on Amazon, interact with him, has limited countries at this point. I can't explain why. I don't begin to understand it. I also don't understand why those countries are also not included as, as uh, Australia and Canada. I don't get it. But if you're US or UK, you can get it on your Amazon Prime. All four seasons. Okay? Canada. Thank you to all of you Canadian listeners, of which there are many. Yeah, for You sure. have been understandably complaining, complaining that you can't get it on Amazon because you're Canada. What what the heck? I, yeah, I, I still know, I could, understand I could this. walk there if I wanted to take some time, okay? I should be, anyway, <laughs> let's take move. a little bit of time. It's going to yeah. take some time, sure. but you get my point. Yes. So, yeah, i mean Utah, not in, not in Texas anymore. Salt Lake has yeah. non-stops to Toronto. Of course they do, yeah. But it's anyway. very easy to get So, them. But here's what's interesting. Chad said that all of the stuff that is free on Prime – He can't see in Canada. But the stuff that we're charging for, because it's the newer stuff... He can actually go in, find our season four, and buy the episodes individually. I, I don't even understand how that happened, mm-hmm. but I'm thrilled that it did. So if you're in Canada and you have Amazon Prime, you can actually find our episodes for season four. And his comment and thank you, Chad, is you said, look, the the episodes are two ninety nine a piece and more than worth the, the price. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate it because yeah, we work pretty much. hard, at them. So uh, thanks for that. But uh, he said you can if you're and I didn't. I mean, I'm not in Canada. I don't know this. He said you can on Amazon Prime right now get the individual episodes. If you don't have it in your country on Amazon Prime, it is available right now on Vimeo, Vimeo On Demand. Go to our website, everydaydriver.com. You can get to Vimeo from there just to simplify your world. It's the fastest way to get there. Thank you because we've had a lot of international viewers already on Season 4. Yeah,
1: for sure. Well, we are going to be trying something new. Oh yes. For the podcast. Yeah, we're not this, sure how this is gonna go. This honestly. is a new idea. We really don't know. So stick with us for the moment here. It comes from the recent grand tour episode. So if you have not seen mm. it yet mm. or don't care, or however you feel, if if you don't want to be spoiled, spoiler alert, yeah. then please jump forward. But here is the premise of what we're doing, first of all, inspired by the recent Grand Tour episode yeah. of the comparison of old and new Porsches. Yes. Okay. It's also
0: inspired by all of the news that was everywhere this week where Randy Popes drove one of these Porsches. Essentially, what we're talking yes. about is the GT2 RS. Homeboy can drive, by the way. The GT2 RS is in the discussion right now. Chris Harris just drove it. Mm-hmm. Grand Tour just had a piece on it. Randy Popes just set a lap record with it. Uh, multiple. Uh, yes. This car is suddenly everywhere. It, it is. We're, we're working on one ourselves.
1: No guarantees, but, but <laughs> we're working on one. There, there's a Because even if you're called here. everyday
0: driver, if you get a chance to drive a GT2 RS, no. you're going to drive that car. You don't say no. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so we'll see.
1: This recent episode featured James May, and he took the 917K. Mm-hmm the race car yes and he put it up, up against the gt2rs with neil johnny driving yes but hang okay. on
0: before we even get there james may got to drive that car he did he i did. was i was floored and uh, seething with jealousy and also an excited little kid all at once, just watching James drive it. I didn't expect he was going to ramp up the piece beyond that.
1: I really didn't. Well, here's what I like about the the little bit of history. He ties it to context in terms of how we feel about racing now and mm-hmm. and what things are like to drive now. Yeah. And gives a little bit of back history about things that, you know, Porsche didn't know if this was going to work. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. the homologation rules yeah. that they jumped through, the hoops they jumped mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. were – still a bit iffy and they kind of had to build cars and then back off and then actually rebuild them into the race cars I mean talk about Bisquick and bailing wire and yeah. duct tape and just barely hanging on to make these cars mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. even in the racing so this was the early 70s 70 actually he was talking about the 70 Le Mans race it was, it
0: was right after uh- Ford made a name for themselves in the mid-60s. So it's yeah. very late 60s and early 70s Crazy, Astounding. Yeah. So
1: that's what I like what he does when he does his mm-hmm. – he goes into, I guess, presenter mode from the other projects that he's done. Yeah, It's yeah. not necessarily about cars. It's about the subject matter. It gives you context, then yeah. relates it to the yeah. driving of this 1970
0: car. And I really like James in those kind of situations. He's, but he's great. He, he could have been done with the nine 917. Uh, he, he could have, have called he, it there. He could have said, thank yeah. you. That's a piece on it, and we're done. But mm-hmm. no, no, no. He wanted it raced. So he, <laughs> yeah. he gets a current Porsche factory driver. So this m- is Neil Johnny. Neil Johnny. Yes. He puts him in the GT2RS up against one of the guys that drove the 917 to win Le Mans, mm-hmm. who is named. <laughs> sorry, I'm laughing already. <laughs> I'm sorry. He was named Dickie Atwood, yeah. and he's 78 years old. Yeah. He's 78 years old. If you're just t- turning into the podcast, there is an old racing driver in Britain named Dickie Atwood. He's 78 years old. Why does this relate? Because they put Mr. Atwood back in the 917, and they had him race the GT2 RS with a racing driver less than half his age who's currently a racing driver behind the wheel of his brand new car.
1: Well, see, what was astounding to me is when, whenever series pans to the older gentlemen or the mm-hmm. older folks who were in the race series and they yeah, drove them yeah, yeah. never do they put them back in the same car that never happens it's it's left there the no. movie Senate is a fantastic example of this they interview all the guys from that season and then that's kind of where it ends it's, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. reminiscing we're telling you about the memories yeah. we're telling yeah, you yeah. some factual information all this stuff but that's where it stops Yeah, Dicky got back in the
0: car and and did not apologize. He he he, <laughs> he drove ran it. Neil off the track. He put him in the wall. Honestly, almost. I have decided that Dickie Atwood is my personal hero. <laughs> it I, is I didn't awesome. I didn't know I needed a personal hero. I've watched this old man drive like he was. Tra- and he's got no helmet. Yes, and clearly yes. it's the other thing about it. And I'm not recommending get on the track with no helmet, but I just I just the more I saw this man, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Well, this was what's so comical is because James
1: and Neil are in the GT2 RS, mm-hmm. both wearing open face helmets. Mm-hmm. Now, Mr. Atwood is in the nine seventeen, a car that's fifty years old. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And not wearing a helmet, and he's just got the the flat brim cap mm-hmm. on, looking like he's out for a cruise and he's he's almost he's putting Neil into it. the
0: wall. He's killing it. He's driving that car hard. <laughs> I mean, look, is there a possibility I'll step back and be a filmmaker for a second. Is there a possibility a lot of this is staged? Possibly. But at the same time, some of it could be embellished. It's, for, it's, it's clear that it, it's. the it's thing: this guy didn't drive this car last week. It's not like he's been driving it every week for the last fifty years. I mean, he probably this, had warm-up laps. They pull out this priceless car. They mm-hmm. put this ancient man in it, and he proceeds to drive like he drove it yesterday. <laughs> exactly. And push hard. I mean, he was spanking
1: Neil for most of the lap. And then, you know, he acknowledges modern rubber, modern sure, car. Sure, sure, Neil got him on one of the last few turns. Yeah. But he only was ahead of Dickie by a car length. Yeah. It wasn't like he won by a,
0: okay, I showed that old man.
1: No, 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 no. Yeah. You almost got beat yeah. by so
0: grandpa. I, I hope it's as real as it seems. But either way, I've decided Dickie Atwood is my personal hero. He was here.
1: awesome. Yeah. All right. So the segue here is. I don't know quite what to call it yet. Is it is it build wars? Is it configuration wars? Or well, but see, I, here's only, the premise. I
0: don't know if we're both going to start doing this, but at least we're going to do this together right now. Right. So right now it's a live build because it's, if it's the a GT2 RS is everywhere, let's just act like
1: we're buying one. Exactly. This is the premise, and that is, if you do these, we all do. We go to supercar manufacturer, mm-hmm. McLaren, Porsche, name one, mm-hmm. and we build out a cool car as if I was going to go order it, as if I was going to hit sure. print the PDF, sure. ship it to my local salesperson, mm-hmm. wherever the local yeah, yeah, means, yeah. and I'm going to order that car from the factory. We all do this, and if you don't, you're lying, because <laughs> we, well, but, this is what we do as car yeah. people, and so we're going to start with the 911 GT2 RS. If successful, we could expand this to other cars. I was yeah. initially thinking, you know, even... You know, midland cars like a Lexus LC 500. That's a fun build too. Sure. You get well, cool color options, but Porsche does so many different options. It's
0: such the kings, and it applies to the GT2 RS as well. So, so the thinking here is that we're just going to walk through and see how ridiculous we can make this. Whatever mm-hmm. car we do, if this look, if this kind like build war. If this winds up being good radio, let us know, and we'll do more. If it winds up being terrible, if this is this is an idea. It's this an is experiment. It's a fun idea experiment. It's, well, it's a tribute well. to what we just saw. So yes.
1: highly recommend to go see the film, first of all, because your jaw is going to hit the floor at at the driving. I mean, Neil's fast. Yeah. And then, you know, Dickie comes along. And then, of course, Randy setting the lap record, beating his own lap record in the ZR1. Exactly, yeah. Homeboy can drive. Yes, so uh, we're starting off. If you go to Porsche.com and find the GT2 RS, and then you say, well, I want to... I want to build in price. Why why wouldn't you? This two. We so,
0: well, hang on, hang on. See, this is this is the ridiculousness that is Porsche. Uh, right away, right away. We're looking at one in white, which I'm sorry I can't have it in white, can't deal. But of course, once I get down to fun colors, well hang on. I could I could go to racing yellow or or guards red for zero dollars, but that's not the point of this gag. No. The point of this gag not is saving money. The point of this gag is let's just crank the price up. By the way, we're starting. We haven't even done anything yet. This is a $300,000 car, (laughs) (laughs) if you can get one. And, And actually, you know what? Our local dealer does this thing that the more I think about it, the more it bothers me. I know he's not alone, but our local dealer does this thing where he has a list of people that have bought expensive Porsches from him before. Mm -hmm. When he gets limited edition cars like this, they did it with the the 918. There was a 918 locally that they did this. So this one salesperson at this one dealer locally to us, he will go down his list of people that have bought expensive Porsches before and try to see somebody that has the liquidity to buy this limited edition car. Now, in the Mm -hmm. case of the 918, they were a million dollars. In the case of this GT2 RS, they're uh, a third of a million. Right. So he finds somebody with that kind of liquidity and he advises them for how to spec the car. They buy it. Mm-hmm. And roughly six months later, he takes it back from them and sells it as a used car for a profit. And they both profit profit from exactly.
1: that. He sells the car twice within a period yeah. of six months. He
0: sells it at MSRP from mm-hmm. Porsche. And then they resell it because it's in demand. And they spec it the way that everybody wants, supposedly. And they make more money. By the way,
1: I would like to acknowledge a few of you, including Peter G, who has sent us the article about the ship sinking recently with four GT2 RSs on board that mm-hmm. were completely destroyed when the ship sank. It, uh, it caught fire and sunk off the coast of France. And so Porsche restarted the production of the GT2 RS, even though we are aware it is now out of production. It's still on the website, and we figured before it disappears Why completely, Absolutely. Let's, let's go have fun with the money, configurator. Yeah. So we are aware that the ship went down, and and they, <laughs> they have briefly restarted the production line with delivery scheduled for June, I think, for the, these owners. The GT2 worldwide. RS
0: literally went down with the ship, yeah. Yes, it, it did. did.
1: All right, so we're aware of that, but uh, jumping to the configurator,
0: which is um, – are you – are you choosing yellow? What what color no, no, are you no. going with here? No, no, not if we're trying to add money. <laughs> we're because, adding money. Because then, yeah, seriously. So look, I, you can go standard colors, Miami blue, which is which is where I would probably go. I think I like that even more than the lava orange. However, mm-hmm. however, however, this is Porsche. You can do what they refer to as paint to sample, <laughs> they do. which is essentially, "Hi, I have this color and I really like it and it's on my my shoes, my watch face, my I don't know what." You can get that color on your car for a mere a twelve thousand dollar upgrade. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, sorry, almost almost thirteen thousand. If I'm if I'm honest, awesome. Twelve thousand dollars in paint to sample paint, so you can have your custom one of a kind. So you know what? I'm picking that. Of course I am. I'm I'm picking the twelve thousand dollar paint. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Naturally. why wouldn't I? I? Yeah.
1: All right, I'm jumping in here. At the configurator. I am going. You know what? If uh, if you click on custom color, they they. Uh, actually populate two examples they'll do that that uh really bright green yes. and then they'll do a deep burgundy too as as mm-hmm. just a a taste a sample but uh i mm, i <laughs> go something really bright i might go uh, a different yellow, a paint to sample yellow, probably. Okay. All right. But I'm definitely paying twelve thousand eight hundred and thirty dollars for that.
0: Certainly. So we only are at a three hundred and ten thousand dollar car now. But you know, then then of course we have magnesium wheels because you know, wheels are good, but magnesium wheels, those are better. So what happens when you
1: add the magnesium wheels for thirteen thousand? You oh. are required to add the Visec package for another eighteen thousand dollars. So,
0: so, except ha- the changes, hang on. What, what, yes. what are we claiming is in that, that? This, Of course, there's exposed carbon fiber, this and that. Large Porsche logo on the carbon fiber wing. You know, I didn't need that logo, but you know what? I'll take it because it's only $18,000. Uh, steering wheel trim, gearshift paddles in carbon fiber, saving you, wait, 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 wait. Saving you 0. 0.2 of a kilogram. This is important. Put your driving gloves on and you've killed that. Well... <laughs> I'm just saying. So anyway, uh, an additional plaque on the cup holder that tells you that it has this package because that's important. Here, uh, You know what? You know what? The plaque added back the weight you saved on the steering wheel. It
1: must be made out of something. Magnesium, carbon fiber, something light.
0: Oh, gosh. Anyway, so yeah, there's that.
1: Under wheel accessories, you can also have them painted, the magnesium wheels painted, which is another $690, either satin platinum or satin black
0: why wouldn't we do that? I mean, I'm if, not if sure we do because it, I'm, I'm
1: currently running at $342,450. Well,
0: hang on, but because you added which? I added you, the, you wheels the wheels painted in
1: satin platinum of course you did. over the top of the magnesium of because course. who wants raw magnesium to show yeah. that yeah. I, I need those protected yeah, even though right. they're going
0: to be fine as all is. Right. Yeah, I hear that. Okay. All right, Import. moving He's, on to interior. We're, we're doing we're doing we're doing God's work here. We're doing we're doing important <laughs> stuff. <laughs> we yeah. are. Yeah, we're 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 this changing the world for the better. Yeah, of course we crucial. are.
1: I like how the dealer contact button is still live despite the you know the product anyway. the production line as of right now is still restarted. So if theoretically if you, you could walked in slide with under buckets the buckets of door. money,
0: And enough paint to sample. I'd like you to match my poodle. You could probably get yourself a GT2 RS. Or you can buy the marked up one that's going to be around in six months here locally, because that's going to happen, too. Yeah. More than you can build one for. Well, this does include the full bucket seats, which is
1: nice. Well, it's good that they gave us us seats. That's
0: good. That's excellent, yeah.
1: All right. And then uh, options are where it's at. You can add options that are, well, we
0: already kind of have, that are the price of a different car. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. For sure. No, again, we started with a car that was, quote, unquote, watch me now, only $297,000, Two hundred ninety-seven thousand, and we're already at three hundred and forty-three, almost. So, yeah, whole cars are being built. My my garage, <clears throat> my current garage, is almost the worth of the options we've added to this car. Okay, okay. What my current garage is worth is worth the, the equivalent I'm, I'm of these soon options.
1: soon to reach that as well. Anyway, keep going. All right. Well, there's uh, a few options here. The window triangle trim in carbon fiber. Naturally, why wouldn't I check that button for seven hundred and thirty dollars? <laughs> we can go, seriously.
0: Oh, no. All I'm right. still looking at seats because I can get the seat centers. Uh, I can get a, a deviated stitching on the interior. Well, oh, that's true. I did. Oh, yes. We for, do need for a, deviated a, a, stitching. Near, a mere $3,500 so that changes? I can have yes. deviate. By the way, deviated has never, outside of this configurator, been a positive term. Hmm. Y- you've deviated is not a good thing, but here it'll cost you uh, $3,500. Yeah. Okay. All right.
1: I'm going. Uh, what am I going? If I'm doing, I I switch my color to burgundy on the outside. So maybe I'll
0: do. No, I'm crazy green. Who are we kidding? GT it's me. silver. Yeah. Uh, hang on. W- steering column casing in deviated leather. Why why didn't I get that? Six hundred ten dollars. I got to go back. I got to go add that. Oh yeah. True. <laughs> By the way, is this working or is this the world's worst radio ever? I don't
1: know. You are have to tell us. <laughs> Six hundred ten dollars. I like that. All right. What's your current running total price?
0: I have uh, $346,560. Oh,
1: you better catch up. I'm at $347,000.
0: What, what did you add that I didn't add?
1: I have added the window triangle I guess trim it was the window tri-
0: I don't know where that was.
1: A little bit further down on the exterior here.
0: Oh, you're right. Hang on. You're right. Sorry. I, I hadn't seen that. There You've it is. got to get there. Yeah. I, I do think it's funny that you can delete the model logo and they won't charge you. I think that but if you ex- add- that's surprising. Hmm. Usually
1: yeah. it's deleting things where they charge you money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Other times they don't i all right well
0: hang on door handles in high version. gloss black because that's important
1: the thickness of the paint
0: might be a problem for weight uh headlight clean hang on headlight cleaning system covers can come in an alternate color i didn't know if you're, that. If you're gonna if you're gonna clean your headlights people need to know that 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 exists and you can get it in an alternate color and it only is 300 more bucks that's cool yeah 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 i think that's good I, you can get it in the exterior color too, but who wants that? Right. So let's get it in, in an alternate color because, you know, we're doing the Mansory version of this car while we're here. Uh, the uh, lower sport design trim is an extra 360. Sure. Let's do mm. window. T- oh, hang on. You got it. Oh, I- of course I'm doing an alternate color. Of course I am because why wouldn't I? Sure. Yeah. Of course I am. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Good. Sure. Good. Like it. All right. What's next here? You've got, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. I've got to add another option to my lower trim of the sport design exterior mirrors and high gloss black. I only added 360 bucks for that. Mm. But I have to add another option. Um, oh, no, I can't do that because that Cleaning kills my fun color. So that's system no
1: painted fun. and deviated color. <laughs> I love hand the amount painted.
0: of deviation we're doing. Oh, do hand-painted. Do things well, in, that are hand-painted because that will help. People must
1: work hard on this. Oh, front axle lift system. That, that
0: actually, that's the first thing we've come across that might actually be useful. That's, that's the front actually axle, p- it's $3,500, but it's actually useful, yeah.
1: Chrono package with preparation for lap trigger. I need that. And extended range fuel tank. Naturally. Of course. We're well over $350,000 yes, at we this are. point. Yes, we are. Moving on, light design package. Ooh, LED headlights. <laughs> Gosh. Ooh, oh, well, that's $0. <laughs> no, if, don't do If that it doesn't one. cost anything, I don't want it.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Light design package, auto dimming mirrors, I like that. What is a
0: light design package? What what are we I'm doing? I'm not sure, but it costs money, and I need Overhead it. console, area of door handles, rear seats. Oh, mm. yeah. We need lights in all those places, because that's important. Especially for $510, it's practically a bargain at this point.
1: Naturally. I'm at $353,000 so far. Well, good. You, you're, making a, you're making a concerted Ooh. effort. Yeah. I need a fire extinguisher. Climate control panel painted. <laughs> Let's paint the climate control panel. Let's paint everything that can be painted, unless we can get them in carbon fiber.
0: It just Mm. depends really on what costs more. Ah,
1: there's the air vent slats just like on my Cayman.
0: Click that twice. $1,700. Well, the slats, but then you can get the surrounds painted in a different color. And the surrounds as well adds another. uh, Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry.
1: Oh, that's leather.
0: You can do one or the other.
1: Yeah, sometimes they don't let you do both. I mean, obviously, trim pieces you can choose, and they're separate breakouts for the aluminum and carbon trims.
0: Unbelievable.
1: I need the key glove, the key pouch,
0: $540. Wait, 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 wait. Vehicle keys painted and one key pouch in leather. You painted the key, and you gave me a well, leather. Well, I got
1: to know what <sighs> car it goes to when in my multiple car collection, I'm I'm all color-based. I'm I'm not going to have tags. It's got to be matching the custom color. should they probably you have get, leftover
0: paint. Shouldn't you get two key pouches if you're spending $540? That's extra. Why Why did you only get one? Are you kidding me? That's Instrument extra. dials in guards red. I mean, we ha- actually, you know what? I do have to have that. Yes. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Because I don't want them in white. I want them in red. Of course I yeah. do. Because that oh. clashes fa- spectacularly, by the way, with my green car. You can add the Sport
1: Chrono stopwatch dial in red, white, yellow, or gray.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, all the gauges are red because I'm essentially making a Christmas tree on wheels, and it's going to cost me a half million dollars. That really See, seems like a good day at the office, right there. Yeah,
1: this is where people get into gaudy, yeah. crazy land when you think, oh, that's an option. I'll just you started click clicking it. buttons, and all of a I'd, sudden, be, then when the car is delivered, you can hear the faint laughter of all the employees who created the car. Yeah, like, you're way right. Back in you're Germany, right. they're yeah. they're kind of laughing, like,
0: really, this is what you went with restraint is hard though when you're in this mode it is it is terrible seat belts in racing yellow silver gray or miami blue none of those really work with my car except the yellow is a nice accent color so it's really yeah I, i'm making a weird combination of uh, green bay See? packer colors and christmas <laughs> that's really where i am it's Friday. yikes all right
1: i'm going interior alcantara here Ooh, why you would in sun visors in alcantara
0: because that's important
1: which one's more expensive Alcantara is, is more absurd. expensive.
0: Leather's cheap. Come on, I, I, I knew. I look, I knew Porsche was absurd here, but I'm, I'm actually being educated at the levels of absurdity that are possible. Ooh, the storage compartment
1: lid in Alcantara with the Porsche logo for three hundred forty dollars. Yes, please.
0: More logos, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. And you can trim the seatbelt outlet part with
0: Alcantara as well. I, I didn't know there was. Okay, not sure right. why I wouldn't I'm do afraid. that. Okay, All right, got, oh, wait, hang on. Floor mats can deviate as well. Did you know this? The floor mats can deviate and only cost you $460. Naturally. Yeah.
1: I am well over 360000 at this point.
0: Personalized dorsal guards, of course. I, I, I almost, my brain almost has to check out at sun visors in Alcantara. I'm having so much trouble processing that, especially the fact that it's $590. Well, the fact
1: that they charge you extra for this. Of
0: course they do. But the fact that it exists. Mm-hmm. My my sun visors are in Alcantara. Now you have to wear racing gloves to pull your sun visor down. Otherwise it's going to, I don't know what's going the to happen. The gloves are not included of course it isn't. No, absolutely not. And that completely offsets your weight of taking your logo off. Oh, just see the pedals, absurdity. interior aluminum
1: pedals and footrest. The dead pedal in aluminum, six hundred and thirty dollars. <sighs> uh huh. Nice slice. I, I, of I, 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 my my there. brain is now melting. Bose surround system, yes, because at speed, I'm going to want to be comfortable and listening to whatever I want. All right, and then the experience center, you can take the delivery experience of your Porsche center. in Atlanta or LA. uh uh-huh. Atlanta is cheaper than LA, so let's do So um, LA it is. I mean, that's all that solves Let's do that California problem, really. for sure. And then, of course, well, you can get into wheels and wheel well, accessories. You can. Do,
0: here's the thing: I do think is funny. They're not charging you extra if you actually do the European delivery. That is actually zero dollars. But of course, you got to fly to Europe. Yeah. so there is that. Yeah,
1: oh, I suppose so, but only if it's first class. Yeah,
0: I'm at three hundred and sixty-two thousand seven hundred twenty-five dollars. I'm at three sixty-six six oh five. Well, okay, all right. Come on, I got to do some more here. You need more key pouches. Decorative and valve sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, valve with sleeves. the RS logo, a GT done done what? and done hang on wait wait i've got options i could do black with the Porsche crest this is this is this is important work here, except that the decorative valve sleeves are the most expensive thing on there so that's happening I will say, in all joking aside, snow chains is a factory option. (laughs) Yes, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know what, I'm gonna buy this as my winter beater, my four hundred thousand dollar RS. Yeah,
1: you can get the twenty inch GT3 winter wheel and tire set painted in platinum for seventy five hundred dollars. Yes,
0: yes, please. We got it. Oh, look, if you're gonna be a winter car, you gotta have a separate set of wheels. That's just that's. Common sense right there. Child seats. I will say, in Porsche's defense,
1: it's a small defense. No.
0: (laughs) Here here is the defense. I'm waiting because it's going to have to go a long way.
1: Porsche is one of the last car companies that you can configure and really personalize something that is yours. Other car companies... It's good that you don't have as many options because it keeps away from the absurdity of this. Yes. But on the other hand, they are one of the few, if not the last car company that uh-huh. can truly make your car and your car only. You pay for True. it. Oh, yeah. But there oh, yeah. is that benefit. It's truly a lot of it is still handcrafted. I mean, the the vent slats must be painted by a person. Seriously, yes. Mm-hmm. And there is that. So if you want a connection to the, you know, the, the handcrafted, uh-huh. still very personalized, yeah. but then, you know, it's wheels off and things get really ugly. Yeah. And then, you know, you see him again on DuPont Registry and you think, who ordered that? Seriously. It was, you know, you were spastic with the configurator and totally. accidentally clicked all the buttons.
0: I can get, you know, remember, this is the GT2 RS. This is, I bought a track car. But I could still get my leather luggage set for $6,300. So that's, that's going in. A quant- wait, quantity? Well, then. <laughs> you could change let's, the quantity? Let's get a couple of them if we're going to get a leather luggage set. And then also, while I'm here, by the way, um, I have to say this. Covercraft uh-huh. makes every possible car cover you can imagine in indoor see-through I mean seriously like you can get a see-through indoor one you can get a really nice indoor one that is like a sure. really nice feels like a, a great cloth that, and it perfectly fits yeah. your car it's like a fleece can, see, it's, it's very much like a fleece you're right so you can do that you can do the killer outdoor ones all this kind of stuff Porsche offers an indoor car cover for $315. I guarantee you that's more than you'll spend at Covercraft. An outdoor car cover for the same, and then an indoor car cover with the GT2RS design on it, which I guarantee you if you called up somebody at Covercraft, they would do that for you. That one is $583. Indoor car by the way, indoor car cover means you Mm. can't use it in the weather. Mm-hmm. You spent $563, oh, no, sorry, $83 on it because it has the logo. Well, so of I see course what I'm you're picking that. We're saving you money here yes. by
1: using Covercraft. We are, yes. And <laughs> especially
0: with the everyday code, oh my it'll gosh. save you
1: 10% off your order. So I, I can definitely I, see that.
0: I wasn't able to pick that. It just kicked me out. Well, take a photo of of your build so we can I, unfortunately, post Unfortunately, that's the problem is that it kicked me out of start again. All right. Well, we'll, we'll rebuild this. But and, I was at and about $370,000 because you know I, I added almost $100,000 worth of options to my GT2 RS that does not exist. By the you way, it's it a fantastic crazy? green. They're being
1: marked up for resale for half a million. Course so this is of course they are. So this is actually less, mm-hmm. if you can believe it. Yeah. This is nuts.
0: Nuts. I, I have no idea. If this idea will ever occur again, but this car's so much in the news that we had to just go. What does this cost? And you can see what it costs is madness. It starts at three hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. We added almost a hundred grand by being. Let's be honest, by being stupid, and uh, I think and that's we what still do, honestly, couldn't go right? find this car. And there will be marked up copies resold. Here's my problem. I'm back that's back where we started. Bonkers. Here's my problem with the. Uh, the local sales pe- people, and there's, there's elsewhere in the country too. Doing problem is this idea. a strong
1: word but I get your point.
0: No, no, no. here's my problem with the local salespeople finding a guy to buy it so they can resell it. It's not about car love at that point. It's finding rich friends mm-hmm. to just make a business transaction. It's not about, here, Here, I'll, I'll go another, another one. I bet you, I bet you, he would probably never say it but this salesperson locally, if one of these guys bought one of these cars that he spec out and then mm-hmm. decided in six months, I don't want to sell I love this car. He'd be angry. True. He, that's part he, of the risk he takes, though. It
1: he is. He has to know that. I. Ah, that's one of the risks he takes. But, it, it, Porsche I'm actually reading little hints of Porsche's efforts to to try to stop the the markup, this game that is being yeah. played. Not only have they brought back the manual transmission for the GT3, but there there's whisperings of subscription only for the high-end stuff like this, which means they take it away from you at some point. Yeah,
0: you don't actually have it. Yeah, that'll be interesting. That's going to make that. people yeah. scream. Sure will be, yeah. But
1: I, I do like that Porsche is still trying to point away from that and not doing the Ferrari thing and saying, well, and yeah. encouraging yeah, it, go actually. go for it, yeah. I, I do like that part. Oh all right. Gosh. Well, we've got a great debate coming up after the break for Sam in Australia. He's written to us. We'll take a quick break, guys, and we'll be back.
0: We're often asked how we find the cars we recommend because we do a lot of research for the show. Local or nationwide, our searches start with our friends at Auto Tempest. Instead of searching each car site separately, you can enter your parameters into Auto Tempest one time and search them all at once. You can see results from Cars.com,
1: Cars Direct, eBay, and more – or you can jump to AutoTrader and CarGurus without entering anything new. You can even search all of Craigslist nationwide. You know how hard it is to search Craigslist all at once? You can with AutoTempest.
0: AutoTempest can help you find your next new or used car if there's a dozen in your neighborhood or two in the entire country. Plus, the folks at AutoTempest actually do listen to this very podcast right along with you. And they're always looking for ways to refine the site to make it better. They already have research tools, buyer and seller guides, and are listening to what features users want. So if we give you drive homework,
1: or you're chasing your dream car, or you're just looking to feed the disease, Autotempest.com is the place to start. Heck, I was honored an hour ago. I have to thank each and every one of you who wrote questions to us. We are buried in questions. Mm-hmm. Thank yes. you. We've yes. got to jam because we have so many questions uh-huh. to get yeah. to. This yeah, is yeah. incredible. I'm complimenting all of you on your well thought through questions and they're going to be fun. But we do in the meantime have a great debate from Sam in Australia. He's in mm-hmm. Melbourne. Yeah. And he is feeling double minded right now. I love this. He is um, <laughs> suffering from the disease. And he writes to us with the comment that he is one of our odd fans, he says, who actually buys cars brand new Mm -hmm. and racks up sales with automakers for the performance models. Thank you. This this is crazy. Thank you, Sam. We have identified this person. Sam is the person buying brand new enthusiast cars. But as
0: we've said, we need many, many people like Sam so that the automakers keep making these kind of cars because they only care about it when it's new. So (laughs) back to our regular programming, we're going to try to help Sam. Who does buy these cars new. I love this. Keep going. All right. So he doesn't mind having a good dual-clutch transmission. So he could go manual. He could go dual-clutch.
1: But he leans towards grip and go over... Handling dynamics or feel, which is mm-hmm. interesting. Through his personal experiences, he says he usually prefers turbocharged all wheel drive platforms, yeah. occasionally drifts back to rear wheel drive for a change, and he's got quite a car history, including it's a good enthusiast a, car history. Yeah. A Datsun 1600, a Holden Commodore SV6, mm-hmm. he's got Super Legacy GT, he owned an Opel Astra Turbo SRI. I know, yeah. <laughs> Subaru WRX, 370Z, Mitsubishi Lancer Evo 10 GSR. Well, you missed
0: the second-gen Miata in there, too. Well,
1: yes, he's got the MX-5NB, and then he's currently driving a Mercedes-AMG A45 hatch, facelift version, 376 brake horsepower. That's that
0: really cool shooting brake-looking hatch we didn't get here, and it is awesome. (laughs) Yeah. He said every time we're in Europe, it turns my head like crazy. And And it was one of those hatches that for multiple years was, if not the winner, a major contender. And every time anybody did a hatch comparison. Those are really cool. He has it right now, and he loves it. He runs it with his cruising buddies that have a 2014 uh, GTR and a 2014 911 Turbo. And those guys keep looking over their shoulder and are shocked that Sam's right there with them.
1: I bet you surprise them all the time. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Which is great. All right, so he usually changes cars every two to three years just because of the itch.
0: Yes, because he has the disease, and he has the ability to buy cars new. Thank you for doing that again.
1: Yes, for sure. Feed the itch. All right, so he's coming up on the the two- to three-year
0: mark here. How do you feed an itch, by the way? I'm just going to stop you real quick. Feed the itch. We're okay, about to we feed the itch okay, here right, Sam. Yeah. We need a T-shirt. It just says, Feed the itch. It, it's important. All right. He can happily carry over
1: to the upcoming AMG A45S or the CLA 45S. This has supposedly, he's saying, possibly 410 horsepower, Formatic includes yeah, the rear wheel yeah. drive bias, drift mode settings, and the new interior with all their MBUX infotainment. Yes, okay, yeah, it's been pretty awesome, yeah. and I, I do like what Mercedes is doing. It's finally like yeah, true. Audi had their decade, and they kicked everybody in the teeth with yeah, with yeah. their interiors, and they're still great. But Mercedes found their voice, they found their style their look, with their yeah. own new interior quality yeah, that yeah, is yeah. vastly different than anything they've done in the past. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, and so he's looking at that. He's also
0: looking at an M2 competition. Solid Mm -hmm.
1: choice. Delightful.
0: Well, and what I like about the M2 competition option here is that he was looking when he bought his AMG. He was looking at it and cross-shopping it with the M2, and he ultimately went with the AMG. Mm -hmm. But the things where the M2 wasn't quite as awesome as he hoped it would be, he's pretty sure the competition has solved that.
1: I think so. But you were talking about the interior, Sam, and the M2. Mm -hmm. And I agree. You can find those shapes in the 760 IL that's in a lowly two series. Same shape, same yeah. everything. It's in everything. I get yeah. the corporate look, but there is a case to be made for design that relates but doesn't copy.
0: Yeah. And they have good the design can, interior. can
1: yeah. hint, it can relate. It's from the same manufacturer, but mm-hmm. we don't have to look exactly alike because <laughs> I think it drags the 760 IL down. personally. Okay. Yeah. All right. So he's also looking at, interestingly, the Mercedes AMG C63S coupe. Rather fast. Huge yeah, engine. very cool car. He said it's a bit of a stretch, but one of his dream cars, he said it's late in the life cycle. And, you know, because of that, the interior is yeah, not the newly yeah. upgraded. They get to that a little bit later. They sure. introduce the four doors and then the coupes come later.
0: Yeah. All right. But it's, it's a it's a bigger car, too. I it mean, is.
1: He's, he's definitely stepping
0: up in car size and, there. Yeah.
1: You know, coming back to his comment earlier on in the email where he's saying he goes for grip and go, mm-hmm. essentially acceleration and, yeah. and grip over yeah. handling feel.
0: But that's where things take a turn here. Because yeah, th- then This is why he's double-minded, because uh-huh. then all of a sudden, Sam loses his mind and goes, wait, while <laughs> exactly. I'm here. All right.
1: He is thinking about going back to basics. Mm-hmm. Like, back to
0: basics. Like that Datsun 1600 he had or the Miata NB? Yeah. Those kind of basics, which are cars, let's be honest, that are not about go. They are about grip and ha- handling and handling feel. So think Fiesta ST, Hyundai
1: i30N, or the Toyota 86 save some money and get some handling, get some craziness. Yeah. Yes. He says he's driven all three of those cars and he was moved deeply in his heart (laughs) and his 14 year old son has already picked out these aftermarket wheels for the color of the 86 that he's got his eye
0: on. Oh man. (laughs) The disease has struck the next gen. I love that by the way. Hello to you and your son. And I think that's amazing, but that definitely muddies the waters here.
1: Well, the whole point here is, does he go back to basics? Mm-hmm. Share the experience with his son, mm-hmm. and then spend a whole lot less. He's talking about in Australian dollars. The exchange rate as of this podcast is about one point four American dollars to the Australian dollar. So one point four is the exchange rate. Okay. And so he's talking about thirty-five thousand to one hundred fifteen thousand new, which I'm guessing is your upper end for yeah. newer cars. Which brings us to that. He's looking for new cars only, and no Volkswagen cars either. Yes, he no said Volkswagen nothing Volkswagen Group,
0: Group, which also kills, by the way. he And, he, and he's, spe- he's specific about it. It kills all Porsche uh, products. He
1: does acknowledge yeah. that. And so he also says, in Australia, the base Carrera is well over Australian $200,000. It's a
0: huge price thing. Oof. Yeah, that's massive, for sure.
1: All right. I, I'm excited for my choices, Sam. Okay. I'm rubbing my hands together because I think I hit up upon something. Now... I'll get to it in just a moment. I've got two cars for you to go drive and consider. Okay. I love where your head's at about going back to basics. In yeah. any industry, there is no harm. Racing drivers do this all the time by go-karting, keeping their skills sharp by go-karting. Sure. yeah, yeah, going That's back. That's going yeah. back to basics. Yeah. Designers and artists do this all the time by just doing basic sketching of, Mm -hmm. you know, houses are pretty straightforward forms, rectangles and triangles and, you know, the roof line and and then you add details in. But going back to the basics is never a bad thing. It reminds you of where you came from and it it keeps those basic skills, those reminders of of color read, texture, whatever that is in, in art and, you know, whatever skill that is. So I do like what you're thinking. But these cars, I think, could sit right in the middle. They are a little bit spendy, but there is one, I think, that fits the need for something new, but it acknowledges the new direction you've got with your son. Mm Okay. Okay. All right. right. So the first tip, first off, first car is you need to go take a look at the Lexus RC350 F Sport Coupe. Hmm. With a drive-away price for 86581 If we're considering the thirty five to $115,000 range, yeah. I think that's right pretty much in the middle. Yeah, Pretty interesting car. You've looked at the BMWs. Mm-hmm. I think this is a, a special car. Honestly, the more that I spend time around Lexus, especially the LC500, yeah, that's well, out that's of a, your that price. That is a special car, for sure, yeah. And the RCF Coupe is out of your price range. Those are $148,000. Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued for this. I'm okay. intrigued by this because... You said also in your email, you've got a separate track car in the works. So you don't need this to be a track car. True, true, true. You've got a short commute. You hit B roads. But okay, this is just the fun machine Mm -hmm. kind of Mm -hmm. thing. It's a special car. That also led me to a very different special car. It is the Australian Premier Edition Alpine A110 priced at $106,500 Australian.
0: Thank you, and we're done. That—that's where I would stop. I haven't even driven it yet, but yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. I—I I, I hear you. I okay. want to go one past that. All right. Please do. Please do. And
1: it is a car we have not driven yet, but that will change very. It's not going to stop us. Yeah. <clears throat> no more saying about that. It's a mix of both. It is okay. the upcoming Toyota Supra.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think wonder if you go there. I if you'd could go there.
1: Fit what you're you're looking and sniffing around the 86 yeah, yeah. for its back to basics kind of feel but yet it seems like because it's not the next notch up in your car ownership mm, mm. that's what's holding you back and so here's a new oh, car, interesting. new okay. platform yeah
0: New engine. Similar price to the M2 and Very these other things. So. Yeah, okay, I see where it's, you are. It's kind of in are, the yeah.
1: sweet spot of what you've been doing, and if it is on the Toyota Australia website. It says coming soon. So if you sign up now, plus, plus your friends are going to be intrigued, I'll say. Yeah, for sure. You might not be. For sure. Who cares if you keep up with the Turbo and the GTR? who Who cares? Yeah, yeah. They're going to be intrigued, and I bet the the special feeling, and it fits into your two to three-year changeover. You're looking for something fresh, Mm -hmm. something Mm -hmm. new. Mm -hmm. I think the Super will do it for you.
0: Interesting. You and I did not go the same place here, but Mm. I do like both of those. I like the Alpine. I like the Super. You did well. You did very well.
1: As a matter of fact, the dealership is on... Nepian Highway in Brighton East, in Victoria. It's just south of Albert Park in Melbourne. It's okay. it's one of the authorized Alpine A110. It's where the program has started, and that's where the cars. So are if nothing looking.
0: else, Sam. You have to go look, right? Because it's well, of I course. mean, how far away can this be? It's certainly you're certainly close. Not far from so, me. Have yeah. one
1: track. All right, you know, just south of Albert Park, not too far, a few miles. Okay.
0: All right. Uh, oh, wow. All right. We're all over the place. I, I, I got to try to unpack this a little bit for Sam because right. I went somewhere different, but I like so many pieces of this puzzle.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of fun. One of the
0: things I really like, Sam, is the fact that you're buying new performance cars and you're buying a new one every two to and three And we years. applaud
1: you from afar. We're that's applauding.
0: That's awesome. So I think that's great. I actually think that the solve is two things because here's the problem. If you go buy this car that your son will lust after right now, that's an awfully long tease. That's a two-to-three-year tease license. for when he can drive. Mm. So here's what I actually think you do. You, Sam, really seriously considered the M2 when you bought your Mercedes. There's your new experience. Go get the competition pack, M2, right now for you. Okay. Go get that. Okay. Because when's your son driving? Well, two-plus years. In two-plus years, you know what I think is possible? Because they're they're saying it's happening. Okay. The new 86. The the second Gen 86. Yes. Then you can be the guy that buys the new 86 to continue to encourage Toyota to make stuff. You've gone the same place with the Supra. I see what you're doing. But here's the thing. (laughs) What if you have that M2 for, for a couple of years? You get around to when you would get something different. You keep the M2 and you get the 86, and that is a car you share with your son. The, the M two doesn't even have to go away. You're in a place where you're gonna, you're going to buy something new in a couple. years. It will years. go away at
1: some point. No, yes, it Sam,
0: will, for sure. But but so there's that. But I, since we know, are we? Well, look, I'm in rumor world, and I don't like being there. But That's we've, my only sticking But we've spot read places where Toyota is apparently claiming they are doing a second gen. Let's hope they are. Has it? Is it an announcement or is it still hearsay? <sighs>
1: it's you're, still hearsay. You're
0: reading it more and more. I, I I stay firmly conservative in the hearsay camp until the car exists and I'm looking until at it. Until we see it coming that's where, on the That's website. where you and I are, are very conservative. Yes. But I'm reading it more and more places. And it makes me think, okay, in a couple years, what's the status of that car? Because now your son is arriving at a place where he can drive. And you're arriving at a place where I've had a car for a couple years. If you get an 86 now, two years from now, you're going to be bored of it. And your son's going to be just getting Mm -hmm. to where he'd like to drive it. Now, maybe that's Mm -hmm. the other solve, but I I think the 86 for you is going to be a disappointment because you're a guy that likes power. So, M2 competition with the upgraded engine, super fun. It solves the issues because you you didn't feel like the M2, the original M2, was enough of a specialized M car. The competition solves that. Mm -hmm. You almost bought it last time. So, let's go solve that problem. That gets you power, it gets you a car you already liked. I bet you in two years that car is still going to be worth a decent amount of money if you want to get rid of it. But sure. maybe you don't. Maybe the next thing you do is that updated 86 mm, for you yeah. and your son. This is if, my primary place if. to go. There's lots of it ifs. It's a big world in there. I, I, I kind of hate to recommend something that's on the I room mean, or next-gen place, but I like the fact that they're saying it now because six months ago they weren't even saying it. They weren't even acknowledging the question.
1: Well, I'm, I'm seeing and hearing things about the next MR2.
0: Yeah, that's also
1: starting to swirl around and mix around in the ether of. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's enthusiasts saying Toyota make this since you've committed now to the Supra, and that seems to
0: mean we're moving forward with things, right? Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, we're not sure. I see where you are. You've hit on a sweet spot, I think, with the Supra in a lot of ways because you're in M2 shopping territory. But you are new experience in a complete way. I get that. I get that. And and yet you've still got more power than the 86, which I realize is a low bar, but you do have more power there, too. Bright
1: Nalpine brightonalpine.com.au. It's on Nepian Road in Melbourne.
0: <laughs> I actually want to get on the plane and go there because I'm, I'm desperate to drive that car. Drew <laughs> no actually kidding. asked in questions as we're, as we're headed toward questions. Drew asked in questions, what car do we most want to see here, and, and why is it the Alpine A110? <laughs> no I agree with you, Drew. That's the, my number one car. Well, yeah.
1: Apparently, we need to go to Melbourne. Plus, I, I you just had the F1 race. Surely, you and your yeah. son go, have him.
0: We have a lot of Australian audience, which is awesome. We do. Awesome, Thank you all for really cool. writing to us. We've had out, other car.
1: Australian listeners write to us, and we're sorry we haven't gotten to those yet. We really appreciate you guys writing to us, and uh, it's fun to explore that market as well. We are jumping to questions right now. By the way, if you've got your own debate, everydaydriver.com or tv at gmail.com, either way, so you can contact us there. For questions, I'm going to Max Goldberg on Twitter. Max, oh, thank you for writing. All right. He has been writing this multiple times, and it has <laughs> not been this. anything more than just time and haven't gotten to it yet, but Max, thank you. He has written to us about the Rolls-Royce Cullinan. I did see this. He says, Paul, why do people find the Cullinan to be so ugly?
0: Mm-hmm. He
1: thinks it looks fine like a Range Rover had a baby with a phantom. Well, you're right. <laughs>
0: That's pretty much what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was like well a done. There it is. Yeah, high-speed mashup.
1: Let, yeah. Pff, let's see what happens. <laughs> this is going to turn out well. <laughs> it's crash testing. It's no, cross, it's, it's Whoa, crossbreeding. what, yeah. what happened okay, there? Yeah. He says it is his second choice in the Rolls-Royce lineup behind the Wraith.
0: Okay. I mean, okay. Well, I, it's like a... Th- three car lineup Didn't I mean, know I was... you 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 get there somebody's got to be in second place I guess anyway so, yeah
1: cullinan second place
0: <laughs> almost our top selling car of three yeah here's why max
1: it's proportion hmm. you look at the cullinan and look at the tall body side now i agree there are some sculptural elements and believe me any flat surface that appears to be flat on a car has crown in both directions. It is not yeah, flat. Yeah. If it were ruler flat, it would appear to be concave to your mm-hmm. eyes. So yeah, it has fair. it has crown in two directions. The the U and the V, which is the the world map for surfaces, is what that's referring to. Yeah. And so it has some interesting clean surfaces. I agree, but look at that tall body side and look look at the proportion. Of the DLO, and I'm going to teach you some designer terms. DLO stands for daylight opening. And mm-hmm. It refers to all the glass around the car. Yeah. So yeah. the daylight opening is almost as tall. It's more than two-thirds as tall as the body side of the Cullinan. Mm. So therefore, it looks like a wedding cake. It's the tiered effect. Interesting. It doesn't look okay. like a Range Rover where they've got a tall body side and very mailbox window openings. Yeah, that make the so, proportions to your eyes so very different. Mm. And therefore, it seems faster and longer and more beautiful and Mm. cleaned up. Mm. Whereas the Rolls Royce, you could almost stand up in this thing. It's
0: like (laughs) Rolls made a sprinter van. You know, now you bring it up it has the proportions that the the current uh, presidential beast does. Yes, where they took a Cadillac and they expanded it in all the directions. And you know, and that's a
1: you know an international harvester underneath <laughs> with a Cadillac body. It that is weird yeah. proportions, but it
0: has those kind of. I, I get it. It's kind of those beast like extra extra glass proportions. I see where so you are. So the headlights yeah. are you know pretty far off the ground,
1: but then the big issue is the wheel arch openings do not say off-road they're not large and there's not a lot of jounce another designer term that yeah. is the compression between top of the tire and bottom of the wheel well that
0: is my favorite term ever that you've <laughs> taught me is jounce how often in life do you just get just just go to somebody and just say jounce just <laughs> to see them go i'm
1: sorry this is called jounce and it's not like a raptor where imagine raptor fender flares and a lot of wheel opening on the Cullinan. and suddenly the proportions make sense But as a car that Rolls-Royce would sell, it does not. So they bring the wheel wells down to Mm. almost touching. You're almost rim. (laughs) Not quite, but you know what I mean.
0: It's a stanced Rolls-Royce SUV, and they're selling it off the line.
1: So you've got these (laughs) vast proportions of sheet metal, and then with all the details, the headlights, the taillights, you've got to break up the surface somehow. So they, they invent vents and you know, another lower fascia on top of another one. And so it just, it starts to get stacked up a little too tall. Okay. And therefore, it's ungainly and looks unwieldy to most people. It doesn't look All like right. a driver's machine. It looks like, well, wedding cake on wheels, I think. It just, it's this tippy hat thing. <laughs> wedding that's, cake on yeah. wheels. I see it. I Whereas see it. in contrast, like I said, the Range Rover, and you compared the the Bentega, which has elements that are also good, but it's also... Kind of a weird, smooth Bentley proportions on mm-hmm. something, the same chassis. Check out the Urus, the Lamborghini Urus. And the Audi Q7 and the Porsche Cayenne. Exactly. Ryan. Also yeah. big. They've got the tall proportions, but yet there's a lot of surface breakup for your eye. What are you showing me? Oh, you're showing me the, the beast. Cadillac Beast. The Beast. That, that is a... See what I'm saying? That is a Duramax but, but, <laughs> huge but, but honestly, underneath. But here's the
0: thing. You look at the Cadillac Beast, and I'm sorry, this... Just just didn't turn into a radio podcast. But think about the last time you saw the presidential limo. That's mm-hmm. what I'm referring to. It, and they built it during the Obama years, and it is called the Cadillac Beast. And it's it's not really – I don't know how it's really a caddy. But the point is it has these expanded proportions in the similar vein to the Cullinan. I feel like now that you're kind of explaining it that way, I feel like this is in a similar vein. See the jounce on the Beast? I see the jounce. It, it's I'm there. sure it's an off-road machine underneath there that can drive through the apocalypse with it an air and the cullinan whatever. The yeah.
1: cullinan, the addition thing is to the cullinan, all these fine, thin details that don't match with the proportions. All right, done with the cullinan. Moving on, more questions. <laughs> okay.
0: I have a feeling that could continue. (laughs) I could slag on the column Uh, a bit, David, on Facebook. You said any advice for teaching the wife to drive a (laughs) six-speed? You already tried yesterday. It didn't go well, but you were cool. There was no fighting. Landmines and rakes everywhere. What's in here? Boom, David. David, uh, I'm going to add this to my list. I may have mentioned this before, but add this to my list. Um, There are there are two things that I've come across in life that you do not teach your spouse. One is downhill skiing, (laughs) and the other one is how to drive stick. Uh, Because it's here's. Here's what you have to do. This, this is when wife swapping works gorgeous. It works fantastically well. <laughs> I was going to say, wow, it's, it's, where are we going know, with this? I know, it's I know, easy, I know. Family it's, still, friendly. it's still a family-friendly podcast. But seriously, this is when spouse swapping works wonderfully. <laughs> because, because. Hopefully everybody has not turned on the podcast right when that, anyway. But stay with me. Because it doesn't matter. David, I, I don't care how cool you were. You were in your car, which she identifies as something that you hold as precious. And you hold her as precious and those two things are now not getting along. Mm. She and your car. Okay. So this is the thing that happens when I want to teach my wife to ski. Don't do that. Don't please don't do that. (laughs) I actually had a day when I, when I early on in my marriage, I was, I was on a ski mountain with my wife and we were working at a harder level than she could ski. And my buddy I was with and his girlfriend was in the same situation. Mm -hmm. And we went, wait a minute, because every time I would try to help my wife, she'd get frustrated because I was trying to help her, but she hated that she wasn't doing as well as she wanted to and all this kind of extra stuff. The minute that we swapped and I instructed my friend's girlfriend and my friend instructed my wife, everybody had a great day. So my point is, I think the best way for (laughs) you to do this is to have someone else instruct your wife, even if it's in your car, to remove that extra layer of responsibility that she feels and sometimes mm. it depends on your relationship and the people involved but sometimes there's also this thing where this you want to do well in learning this thing because the person you love is trying to teach you there's that as well Oh, sure and okay. so you're disappointed in that now if it's not the person you love trying to teach you and you're letting somebody else down you don't care you just you're going to learn it or you're not i think you have to remove yourself from the situation i really think that's the best advice and
1: mm. Interesting. All right. Uh, quickly to Instagram. Pax and W asks what elements make or break an interior. My strong feeling is ergonomics, and it is mm-hmm. how fast you and I can sit in a car and become comfortable with the car, mm-hmm. but yet still feel fresh, new, interesting, delightful to be there. Mm-hmm. It's got to make sense, and it's it's much like the the choir teacher teaching the choir a new song. Okay. How quickly you know it? There's there's you know. Time signature changes and, you know, all these new things to learn. It feels strange at first, but can they pick up on it very quickly? Then you can see, you know, you can see it come out. Same kind of thing with what we do. We're looking for, I don't want to open the owner's manual ever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I want to be able to figure it out. Oh, that's oh, well, that's pretty intuitive, and it mm-hmm. leads me somewhere. Mm-hmm. This is what most people do. If I need to open the owner's manual, fine.
0: Yeah, but but you're right. You want to sit down and you want to think. Okay, I'm looking for that, but and and the place where your eye drops happens to be very close to where it is. So the
1: issue that will always remain is the proliferation of technology Mm -hmm. introducing new features that is combined with ergonomics. Because not only is it a new feature that you don't know what it does and how it works, it's got to be intuitive to learn very quickly. Mm -hmm. Then you add on top of that new materials, colors, finishes. The example is Mercedes. We're not using... Quarter cut wood anymore. We're using in some cases, you know, book matched or whatever for the luxury cars. We're using you know just different cuts of wood to indicate a new feel. All those kinds of things come into play. It's it's a huge important part of the experience.
0: Wow. Okay. Uh, That's that's awesome. Uh, Okay. Cars and comments on Instagram. Uh, Manual transmission cars with long gears. He's asking about current Porsches or the GT three fifty or those cars where at the top of second. You're doing 80, 90 miles an hour. Yeah, he's, but he's, you don't
1: have to f- floor it. I mean, you don't have to well, but, but the go point, to red line. But the
0: point he's making here is, is it would it be more fun? Is it more fun to have cars with shorter gearing so that you actually have to do some work? Because if your entire life of the car could be done in first and second, why do we have four or six more gears? Sure, sure. You know what, man? I totally agree with you. I prefer shorter gearing. Now, a lot of times what's happening, and, and you'll see, I, I know the STI struggled with this for a while. where I think it was the STI, where to get to 60, you had to hit third. And so their zero to 60 time was punished for a while because you could only get to like 54 in second before you would almost blow the engine. And you had to do a shift, and of course, you're losing time that way. Sure, so A lot of manufacturers sure. are doing these long, I hate to say it, they're doing long gears just to chase a zero to 60 time.
1: Unfortunately. And then as a result
0: you get a car that the top of second is 70 or 80 miles an hour which is at the top of the speed limit for most places you'll ever drive. Mm-hmm. You have four more gears left and now those upper gears are just about gas mileage. I am totally with you. I would be perfectly fine with three gears to get me to 80.
1: Sure, sure. I mean, I love the interaction. I'm with you, but you don't have to wind it out in every gear. You That's don't. Required. You, you can, don't. You can True. short shift.
0: Of it's, course you can. Of course you can. You can just you know, enjoy the experience. Sure. I mean, obviously, I work my way up and down through all six gears of the Lotus. I don't need to be there. Sure. Right, but right. it's fun anyway. So I mean, obviously, there you're. You're deciding. That's a great thing about the manual. You're deciding. But I agree with you. I would. I would love for it to require. This is the thing about old hot hatches. Mm-hmm. You're, you're grinding the gears all the time, just to, but that's what makes it fun. You're, yeah, you're, you're, sure. you're ringing the performance out, and I do miss that.
1: Manual Brown Mercedes wagons for everyone. Oh, no. <laughs> Spikey Forever on Instagram asking, front mid-engine versus rear mid-engine, what is the difference in terms of handling, mm. feel, and dynamics? Of course, it depends on the setup of the car, but generally speaking, you're going to feel that center pivot point quite a bit more than you would in other cars. You're going to f- you start to feel that. You're going to have to push a little bit to go find that, but then it will manifest itself further in understeer or oversteer.
0: But isn't he also asking about the difference specifically between a front mid-engine mount and a rear mid-engine mount, how you feel those differences?
1: Yes, and I, I guess it comes out in, in speed. It, it I think, reveals itself further with speed, say, in a track or canyon I mean, road.
0: Setup, setup is the big thing. I, I would say it's going to depend a lot on the pivot point you feel in the car. Yeah. When you, yeah. I'll give you an example. The Lotus is a rear mid-engine car. Right. The the mid-engine, the engine is behind the driver. Right. As a result, there is 60, almost 65% of the weight of the car is in the rear. If you decide to drive this poorly, it will let you know because the back will come around. Well, sure. A front mid-engine is something like the Honda S2000, where the the engine is technically between the axles in weight, but the weight-biased is 50-50 to toward the front half of the car. And so that is going to have a more benign situation if and when it spins. It's going to be more more prone to do understeer than crazy oversteer because when you, once you get that engine behind you, uh, welcome to spin when you do it wrong. Sure. I would say, I mean, contrast with that with a Cayman. Mm-hmm
1: there's more car ahead of you the the car in front of the engine is more heavier than than the lotus it's it's completely just oh more yeah mass, it's, it's much closer to
0: 50-50 comparatively yes
1: and so you're you're going to feel that pivot back there but it's not going to you know snap at some point i think it's going to be more forgiving on a on a breakaway situation whereas there's such little weight over the front tires of the lotus mm-hmm. there is no understeer at all but when it goes, you're backwards in a heartbeat, and you can't
0: control it. The Boxster Cayman is is probably the, I think it probably is the most benign mid engine platform on on the, in the world, but yeah, front mid engine, I would say, maintains some of the uh, understeer safer characteristics of a front engine car. If you go extreme front engine, I like the word engine,
1: safer. Yeah.
0: If you if you go extreme front engine, you're into Audi with the engine in front of the axles, and guess what? When when you reach the edges, it just understeers. Yeah. yeah if yeah. you go extreme the other way, we're still in Volkswagen product. You're in an old 911. <laughs> go short wheelbase, the very early 911s, oh, sure. where the engine is actually behind the rear axle, and guess what? It wants to do. It wants to oversteer. Mm-hmm. So now, if those are the bookend extremes, start moving the engine toward the center, and you're 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 keeping those dynamics that you started with. Is it front engine or is it rear engine? You're keeping those. Dynamics, but you're making it more and more toward a center point,
1: right? But then again, it depends on the car and depends on the setup because and the Cayman much, has more weight. The Lotus does
0: not, obviously. And is, you know the, now we can get into things like alignment discussions, and everybody <laughs> exactly, falls asleep. But yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, what other questions do you find on here? Um, okay, you know what? I'm just going to acknowledge this real quickly. Thank you, uh, Charlie K NYC Just made a comment where he said he just watched some of the latest Grand Tour. Mm. and he's bothered by the lack of way to put it the shtick. you and i've talked about this this is a, a lot, this is yeah. not a grand tour thing this yeah. is a tv thing okay because what happens is as you chase a larger and larger percentage of the populace somebody in the discussion is saying we have to add we have to add this so we have to add a thing or a gag or a or, or, or a premise On top of your premise that was already solid, you and I have a small enough show that we run ourselves. We don't do any of that. And Charlie is just saying thank you for just doing a straight-up car program. We tell you what it's about. We give you the premise. We stay on the premise. We don't add a little extra thing on top of it. But I'll say the other side. This theoretically keeps our show smaller than it would be if there was a level of shtick. Now, we would lose many of you that are dedicated to it because, Mm -hmm. let's be honest, you'd lose me. (laughs) <laughs> okay. All right. Exactly. But at the same time, yeah. I heard somebody recently. We were having a conversation in Hollywood recently, and and I heard a fantastic term that I have really embraced. All these build shows that keep coming out. Uh-huh. They're not build shows. They're garage-based sitcoms. This is how they're cast. Yeah. This is how they're made. What they're trying to do is cast a sitcom of crazy characters that who? Oh, that mechanic did this this week. That is essentially the same mm. idea as Cheers. It's the same idea as mm. Friends. Because mm. you didn't cast actors and write scripts. You just cast a bunch of crazy characters that have to already work in a garage and you gave them a scenario. This car is not going to run. What if this car didn't run? Let's do an episode like that and see where it goes. They're garage-based sitcoms, and there is a a large percentage of the population that actually would rather watch that than a show that just goes, here's this car and here's what's up. But you and I want to do the here's this car and here's what's up show. Charlie likes it. Charlie, thanks for saying so.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right, Hot Rod Alex. Asking, is it worse to have a four-wheel drive vehicle designed to go off-road and it never sees any dirt or mud? Or have a sports car and you never open up and you just baby it? (laughs) Mm. Isn't that Ferrari owners everywhere? But I digress. I think it's the sports car. And here's why. With a 4 by 4 you can use it for other purposes and get use out of it. You're carting your family Mm, around. You're going on big road trips. You're... You're doing stuff with All it that's right. not All off-road, right. but you're filling it up with gear and stuff, and you're
0: using it. You're giving it a level of utility. I see where you are.
1: Whereas the sports car, there's only one thing to do with it. Yeah. And that's open it up.
0: Its purpose is supposed to be just to drive it hard. Exactly yeah. right. I see it. I see it. I
1: mean, you could, you know, we talk about the usability and feasibility mm-hmm. of various sports cars and integrating them into your life, which they can do. But if you never actually go do something with it, I'm, I, I think that is... The worst of the two, honestly. Interesting. It's kind of tragic. You're never knowing that feeling. Whereas a yeah. 4x4, you can, you can get plenty of use out of it without it ever seeing mud. I mean, L.A. is full of them, so, you know, they packed full of people. Yeah. Airport transporters, you, you know, there's, there's lots of uses yeah. you can yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Sure, I see where you're going. Yeah. So you put it in, in four wheel drive low when it rains in Los Angeles because oh my gosh it's raining. Well, even if the yeah. sprinkler like is you know kind of off and it close. comes out in the yes. street and it's not use it's, that four wheel drive. Got to uh, get around yeah, that. Got to do that for sure. Uh, JD Quinley on Instagram uh, said, "What do we use when searching for cars?" I hate to say it. You've called it out. I will say it. We actually do start with Auto Tempest, which is why they are a sponsor of this show. Absolutely. And yeah. the thing about them that's cool is you can put in your search parameters once and you can scour the internet from that one setup, which is why Auto Tempest is a fantastic place to start. You may wind up, who knows what weird part of the internet you'll wind up on because that's what the internet does. But if you start at Auto Tempest, you can put it in once and simplify. I
1: had a comment from Ed the Sled here about me mentioning Angstrom units in the review of the 914. And <laughs> yes, you did. He is a physicist. He appreciates the comment. Ed, thanks for saying so. I got into a, a discussion one time and we were with another guy and we were talking about your tires and imagining your tire wear as if it were a roll of tape. Mm-hmm. unwinding wherever you drive one angstrom thick angstrom is 110 billionth of a meter and it's used to measure sure it wavelengths is. of light which because is grief only physicists will use this measurement yeah. named after a swedish physicist so uh i i just i we slice the onion so thinly i'm always thinking of metaphors and Hopefully. ways to describe a very slight variance even though it's
0: there If you would like to hear Paul land the plane (laughs) while using Angstrom units in a car review, you need to watch episode five of season four. That is the Griot's Garage episode where we actually drive two cars out of their collection. That is a fantastic Eagle E-type that I am still having a uh, kind of a mental love affair with. And Paul, uh, we also drive that 914 that is like no other 914 we've come across. And he actually uses that metaphor and (laughs) makes it work. I got to tell you, when I first came across it in the raw footage, I went... No, <laughs> I didn't tell you that. I, I just I listened I, so to where our footage is like no, that's not happening. And then listened to it again. It was like, okay, all right. I see, I see where you're going. But it was so out of left field. And then you landed the plane, and I thought, all right, that's got to go back
1: in. All right, all there right. it is. All right, there's a question. I think from Geese One Rbm just a got a brand new Instagram account and talking about 4K not being viable for for streaming, screaming, streaming. Is there any chance we will release 4K HD content for physical media in the future? Uh, to be determined, I think, still at this point. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. something to be considered and talked about. We're doing, I think, the things that we are able to do at, a, at an accessible level. Hence, Amazon Prime and Vimeo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. yeah, But, of course, TV broadcasts are not that. I you know, have no idea. You can speak better than I for the future of TV broadcasts, but maybe it's irrelevant. I mean, 4, it doesn't need 4K to get will forward. begin
0: to take over at some point. I mean, I'm starting to see more and more where you have the double broadcast where, like, Amazon's doing it now where you can watch it now or you or you watch it in, in HD or you can watch it in 4K. It's going to be about uh, how ubiquitous it is mm-hmm. and how simple the authoring system, systems become because we shoot 4K. We just don't deliver 4 I, I, Yeah, there's a whole rabbit trail here. We're snoozing again. Yeah. <laughs> Guys... Massive thanks. I'm
1: complimenting you again on all your questions. We really appreciate it. It, it makes the podcast. And please let us know the feedback on the, the Build Wars, the <laughs> Configurator Derby, whatever we're I calling it. I can't this. believe we
0: did that. Configurator Derby. <laughs> all right. It's got a little song. We're going to create a jingle. It's going <laughs> to be awful. Right. Yeah, That's
1: right. Thanks a million. And pilgrimage trip, you're invited. It's happening. It's happening for sure. You Looking forward right to next now. time, everyone. Cheers.